Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome back to our world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio broadcast. We are live coast-to-coast, border-to-border on iHeartRadio today. Wayne Wayne Garden will be our guest here in just a few moments. Get a hold of us online at JiggyJaguar.com. So we are going to go to Wayne Weingarten. He is hopefully going to join us here on Skype. And uh, we will get him in on our big program here. And I believe we've got no Wayne Weingarten. Okay. Well, I guess we will call Wayne Weingarten. And... Somehow get him in here. Big program. Wayne Weingarten is with us. And he joins us live talking a little bit about his latest book. So, Wayne, you have an incredible background. You've got a tremendous book here. Tell us a little bit about your latest book. Yeah, the book, it's a co-authored project. We tried to take a multidisciplinary look at the homeless problem, really focusing on California, trying to understand its broad causes, and then most importantly, understanding the causes, what can we do, what policy changes can we make to get this growing problem, particularly in California, under control. Wayne Weingarten with us today. His latest book is No Way Home, and he joins us today here on Skype Audio to discuss this incredible, incredible book. So why did you decide to write this book, my friend? Well, you know, if you're in California, you, you just you can't go anywhere without suffering the consequences of this crisis. You, you know, if, you, if you're taking the, the subway in San Francisco, you know, I, I have many friends, they won't sit down on the morning commute for fear of uh, sitting on a dirty needle by accident. You know, so, you know, oh, wow. the, the streets, there's, there's tent encampments everywhere. There's human waste. There's, you know, diseases that, you know, we thought we had defeated. They, they come back from the Middle Ages, typhus, that are coming back. So it's really taking a toll, you know, socially on, on the community, but also economically, where San Francisco is losing conventions because people just don't want to be there. The, the tour centers are... Are, are losing business. So it's becoming not just kind of a human crisis, but it's also morphed into a, an economic crisis. And so we wanted to, you know, as part of improving the quality of life in California, address this problem. Wayne Weingarten with us today. No Way Home is the latest from him. And uh, the good doctor joins us today here on our big program. So you have got an incredible new book here. Uh, talking about the crisis of homelessness and how to fix it with intelligence and humanity. So California's homeless problem differs from the rest of the U.S. While homelessness went up in the country in 2020, homelessness in the U.S. has been declining in many years, even while the problem was continually worsening in the U.S. Uh, give us a little bit more details on these stats, my friend. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it goes back really to 2014, where you really had a, a turning point in California compared to the rest of the country. So, you know, going back to the mortgage crisis, you know, homelessness spiked, and then we were making improvements. And then in around 2014, we really saw a number of changes in California uh, and the West Coast as well. Uh, with respect to the crisis, it, they were changes for the worse. So that when you continue to see improvement uh, in, in terms of the number of homelessness nationwide, in California, it had been started rising and has been rising ever since. So in 2020, homelessness went up everywhere, but it's been going up in California uh, since 2014. And the rise in 2020 in California was significantly larger as a share of population than anywhere else. And what you saw around that time is a couple of changes. On an economic front, you started seeing uh, the affordability of housing really start to take a turn for the worse. You also saw social policy changes where we've implemented propositions that lowered the cost um, uh, if, if you want to uh, steal. So, for instance, you can now steal up to $950 and it would still be considered a felony. So now you're creating, if, if someone is, a, is addicted or suffering some substance abuse issues, you've created a, a way for them to kind of fund that uh, addiction uh, without risking going to jail because being a misdemeanor, no one, you know, the law enforcement really is very much catch and release. And so, you know, it's just the incentive to enforce the law is just declining. When you combine that with legal rulings, and there was a very seminal ruling in the Ninth Circuit, which essentially is creating a right to live on the street. Because unless the law enforcement officer right there and then can guarantee there's a bed for that individual, uh, they're not allowed to, um, to enforce the vagrancy laws. The reason being that sleep is a normal human function. And if you, uh, you know, don't have a home and you need to sleep and you can't guarantee a bed, you're denying my basic human function, basic human right, if you don't, you know, if you're preventing me from sleeping. So all of these factors are combining together, which is just enabling uh, the homeless population to just spiral out of control, which is what we see. Dr. Wayne Weingarten with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. He's a senior fellow in business and economics at PRI and director of PRI's Center for Medical Economics and Innovation. And he is the author of No Way Home. He joins us today here on our big program via the magic of Skype audio. So California's homeless crisis is caused by the state's economic and policy decisions. It's been reinforced by unhelpful legal precedents. Uh, break this down in a little bit more detail for us, my friend. Absolutely. So, the, you know, given that background, you know, the question is, you know, what, what do we do? How, do? how do we get the kind of um, the homeless problem under control? I mean, remember, this problem of human waste in the streets and diseases and uh, discarded drug those is severely diminishing the quality of life. And it's part of the reason that we're seeing an exodus out of California, where it used to be where everyone wanted to go to um, experience the American dream of California dream. Now people are packing the bags and, and leaving. So to revitalize the state, this is, has to be one of the planks um, to, to address that. And so we, we go through uh, looking at how other cities 
and other programs have actually worked. And I, and I think one of the more important things we found is that private nonprofits uh, that provide homeless services do so much more efficiently, much more flexibly, much more innovatively than a lot of the government programs. And, and so, one, we need to rely on these more, and, but also learn the lessons that, that, that they're providing. And, and much of that is to, to deal with the issue holistically. If you have somebody who is situationally homeless, so they're homeless for an economic reason or a life event that occurred that kind of uh, cycled out of control, then simply providing a, a, a home for them is insufficient. You need to kind of help them get reemployed or um, uh, have the job skills necessary so that they're sustainably kind of back, um, you know, in a um, in, in a home, not just you know in a home, but still in that cycle of of, of poverty and that cycle that kind of put them in, in homelessness in the first place. And there's a wonderful program out of Vienna, Virginia. It's called Shelters to Shutters, which does exactly that. They help people um, get a job as well as a home. So now we've sustainably addressed that a person who is situationally homeless. The same thing needs to happen with people who are homeless for reasons of mental health or reasons of substance abuse. It's not enough simply to provide a home. Uh, we need to deal with that underlying issue of uh, drug addiction and help them kind of get uh, counseling for that problem in addition to um, kind of getting them in, in, into shelter. Otherwise, it's just not a sustainable solution. Wayne Weingarten with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. The doctor is with us. He's talking about No Way Home, which is his latest incredible read. So what do you want readers to take away from your writing of this great book? I think what we want them to take away is that, one, the crisis is bad uh, and it needs to be addressed. But more importantly, there are ways to do it, especially for Californians who are feeling hopeless that there are ways to address the problem and ways to do it humanely. You know, one, of, one of the things that you know, all four co-authors we feel very strongly about is that the way we're dealing with homelessness right now is not humane. Allowing people to live on the street where there's violence and, and the drugs and the, the diseases, that this is not a humane way to deal with the issue. And so we, we need to rethink our approach. And, you know, use law enforcement as a stick, as it were, so that if somebody is uh, addicted uh, and suffering from substance abuse, uh, use that interaction. If they break the law in order to, to fund that addiction, uh, use that interaction as a means to get them into help. Uh, one program that's been tried, which um, I'm actually very much a, an advocate for, is using homelessness courts. And what, what that would do is if somebody had broken the law, but they were homeless, instead of going into the typical uh, legal system, they would go to a homeless court, which is better attuned to the issues facing that population. And, you know, instead of perhaps sentencing them to jail, in which case, you know, they're within the criminal justice system, they have a record, they're not necessarily getting the help they need, sentence them to um, a program. And if they successfully complete that program and have their addiction under control, then you can expunge their record and help them get... Again, uh, get a job, get into a sustainable housing situation, but they then have uh, addressed that issue. They have the, the means 
to get back kind of on the road of a kind of pursuing that American dream, you know, all of those issues. Um, but if, if you don't deal with that underlying drug addiction issue, which we're not right now in California, you're never going to get there. And I think that that is one of the more important issues that we, we really want to emphasize. Dr. Wayne Weingarten joins us today. No Way Home is the latest from him. And he joins us today here on our big broadcast. The major economic causes uh, are the array of policies, some of these zoning regulations, California Environmental Quality Act, the environmental policies that make California just unaffordable place to live. The lack of affordability pushes too many Californians to the edge, unable to withstand an adverse life or economic event that people in other states could weather. Uh, doctor, give me a little bit more details on this. Give me some stats and, and anything you have on the matter. Right. And th- th- this is my, my contribution. This is, you know, what I, I personally believe is an incredibly important driver. If you look at uh, what is an affordable home, right? And that's, you know, and a very important question. Um, generally speaking, it's around 30% of your gross income. And that comes yeah. from housing and urban development, but also most banks will base your mortgage on those issues. Essentially, if you're spending 30% of your gross income on your housing, you're considered to be in a good position financially. You can manage kind of all of the costs of life and even deal with some of the adversities that always arise. When you spend more of that, you begin to stress out people's budgets. They become more vulnerable to financial shocks, whether it's unemployment, uh, divorce, uh, an adverse health event that um, has a, a huge unexpected cost. I mean, th- these types of things that, that arise that can be very financially troubling. Well, California, and I'll talk about why in a moment, but th- it is one of the most expensive markets. And what you actually have uh, statewide, as opposed to that 30% threshold, you have people spending 40, you know, 45% of their income toward housing. In some of the cities, um, like San Francisco, if you look at the median price of a home and compare that to the median income, and you kind of look at what the mortgage would be on that home at current interest rates, you're talking about 75% of their income. And that, I should say, is a 30-year fixed. Uh, but you know, th- these are crazy levels. It just demonstrates the sheer unaffordability of California. And so when you have your uh, your um, costs for just basic housing we haven't gotten into food or electricity or other costs at such a high level you just you're 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 vulnerable to those shocks so if you're in kansas and you you know face you know you have a house that maybe is only 25 or 30 percent of your income you face uh, an adverse economic shock you know it's difficult but you can weather it if your housing costs are 50 60 percent of your income you just can't withstand that. And so that's a major economic driver of the problem. Why are costs so high? And that is California's policies. That their environmental policies um, make the cost of building uh, a house extremely high. Uh, and in fact, if you look at the cost of an af- building an af- affordable housing unit in Los Angeles, it actually costs more to build an affordable housing unit in Los Angeles than the actual median income, I'm sorry, the median price of a house or a housing unit in um, 
in LA. So an affordable housing unit to construct it costs you more than the, the average um, price of a, of a housing unit, which means you're probably better off just buying people homes as opposed to constructing it. Uh, and that's due to all the crazy regulations that it imposes upon it. Lots of the building costs are high because of zoning regulations, which cause yes. delays, um, it restricts where you can uh, build, so you have a chronic housing shortages. And basic Econ 101 will tell you if you have constrained supply and expanding demand, prices are going to go up and people will be uh, left out. You can have a shortage. Environmental regulations impose costs upon costs. Uh, you have solar mandates, so any new construction now uh, has to have an additional $7,000 solar panels put on the home. You know, all of these just add to the costs. And there's uh, the uh, regulations called CEQA, the, the Environmental Quality Act, which that is probably the biggest um, barrier um, to, to building. And it leads to all sorts of uh, time delays and costs. And you have constantly um, kind of additional um, filings and regulations and lawsuits that, that arrive out of, the, of those environmental regulations. All of this just makes it longer to build, costlier to build, and both of those lead to higher prices, which is greater unaffordability. So just from a housing unit perspective, California is incredibly expensive. And then, as <laughs> if all that's not enough, those same factors kind of filter into all the other kind of um, cost of life because if real estate's that expensive, that's going to bleed into groceries, that's going to, you know, um, gasoline, electricity, uh, and we have the environmental mandates on top of those. Those are more expensive. So what you have is one of the highest cost housing markets, highest cost of living, highest groceries, highest gases, uh, even though the climate is very temperate, uh, energy costs are much higher than they should be. So you bring all of that together and you just have an unaffordable place to live. And that type of yeah. unaffordability is going to just increase the vulnerability and lead to more people being pushed out of their homes. Dr. Wayne Weingarten, No Way Home is the latest from him. He joins us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, talking a little bit about this incredible book. So you also talk in the book about legal rulings, uh, that, that there's a lot of these, these bad legal rulings that are creating basically a uh, de facto right to sleep on the street. Um, we, we kind of addressed a little bit of that earlier. How, how, do, how do we render that situation, Doctor? Well, I, you know, that may, is difficult because that applies to the entire kind of Ninth Circuit. So much of the West is right now dealing with that. And so we need, ideally, some type of um, other legal ruling. And ideally, if you had a, another circuit that ruled in a um, different manner so that you would have conflict between the different um, appellate courts, and that, that would be something that the Supreme Court might pick up. Um, there, there could probably be other legal strategies as well. I'm not a lawyer, so I wouldn't want to delve into those, but other legal strategies. You know, ultimately, though, we need, uh, if we really want to get control over the problem, we will need a change in that legal environment 
um, because uh, it, it is so kind of obstructive. It, it allows, it, it makes it nearly impossible to uh, enforce the vagrancy laws, which means that right to live on the streets is, is, is there. And so you're going to have the tents, you're going to have the people, and there's really not much anyone can do about it. You know, within the, the legal ruling, we, we do need to kind of uh, continue to push on, even though that ruling exists. And so part of that is how do we get sufficient uh, beds available? And then how do we have the law enforcement with the knowledge of where those beds are so that we can actually connect them and enforce the laws? It's much more difficult and you're, you're not going to be successful um, nearly as well as that ruling wasn't. Uh, wasn't there, but to the extent that you know, legal change takes a long time. So you know, we need to do something now, and you know, so we'll we'll definitely have to work within those constraints. So I, I think it does need to be that two pronged approach, where what can we do given these constraints as best we can, and then you know, what what type of changes can actually change that legal precedent because that is making it more difficult, not just in California, Seattle. Uh, Portland, Oregon, all of these West Coast cities struggling with that problem, it, it is making it more difficult to uh, to address. Weingarten, the do the good doctor with us today. Now, uh, doctor, I appreciate you making time and uh, and chatting with us. What's next for you as an author, my friend? <laughs> um, well, you know, we're continuing to research uh, and try to understand what's happening uh, in California. Uh, you have all sorts of out-migration issues that are of great concern, um, and then the, the tax and spending um, of, of the state government. Uh, and given that this California approach really is being exported to Washington, D.C., that's a, a big focus as well, is trying to, to get a handle on um, how this uh, current spending um, is going to work itself out, what are the implications, uh, because... Uh, the size of government is getting to such a point that it's continually crowding out uh, private sector growth. And uh, we're going to be paying for that, both in terms of higher costs in the future, particularly for our children, and, and uh, slower growth. So we're going to have uh, the means to uh, pay for all those higher costs is going to be diminished as well. So that's a California problem. It's also more and more a, a D.C. problem. And that's a, a big focus of mine as well. Fantastic. Well, Doctor, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the program. And uh, before we let you go, how do people get a hold of you online, get your book, everything else? Well, the book is available at Amazon.com. Uh, Pacific Research, uh, our website is PacificResearch.org. And I'm on Twitter at, at Wayne Weingarten. Uh, so all, all of those ways work wonderful. Fantastic. Well, Doctor, it's been an honor and a privilege. Thanks for doing this, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. There he goes, Dr. Wayne Weingarten. And uh, that wraps it up for this week's Build, Grow, and Enjoy as we continue on down the road, down the hallelujah trail, as the great Frank Cotola would say. We'll see you next time on Bill. Enjoy. The sky is crying.